and welcome. My name is Natasha. Thanks for tuning in to the Malan Show. Where we are as agile and dynamic as the chaotic world of marketing and advertising, this week we bring to you the madness that is digital marketing. Even if you were born and raised under a rock, this has become something of a buzzword. Now, this is not without reason, but all that noise can make it difficult to figure out what digital marketing exactly is. This is what this series aims to clear up and offer some insights upon. I'm joined today by my two colleagues, Agam and Bhumika, to help unpack everything from the roots of general marketing as well as business marketing. Hi, guys. Hi. Good to have you on board. Let's start with some history of marketing, which can actually be very, very interesting. Unlike what schools will have us believe. So, Bhumika, where did the whole advertising thing really begin? Right. So, um, it began more than 200 years ago, and we know how um, the process of industrialization and the new mass production thing meant that people had more choice in the things that they could buy. Uh, which is something that is still relevant, right? We think about this all the time. Uh, this choice essentially meant that uh, producers had to convince consumers to buy their own thing rather than the other guy's stuff, right? And and the people that they had to persuade, that is their customers, were becoming wealthier and more literate. So they had that, uh, better access to knowledge, and of the goods of the marketplace, which companies have to catch up to very quickly if they wanted to use this to their advantage, essentially. And um, about 100 years after this began, another major innovation in the form of the internet sprang into the picture, which meant that companies, again, had to majorly up their game if they wanted to stay relevant and stand a chance against their competitors. But uh, the stakes become even higher when someone uh, whenever some form of major innovation like uh, internet industrialization and whatnot come into the picture. Absolutely. And companies can either choose to embrace this change or work against it, which obviously would prove to be um, disadvantages to their on their part. And um, back in the day, the ones who did the former took advantage of the invention of the printing press, for example, were able to circulate papers, uh, posters, and pamphlets with information and flattering images of their products. So what this did was they played to their customers' newfound knowledge rather than against it. And doing this, they drew uh, customers to their products. And today, we call this marketing, branding, advertising, and what have you. I see. You said that your points about choice and persuasion are still relevant which I think manages to simplify digital marketing quite well. Actually, it really put things into perspective. Exactly. And if you can put the technological advancements of the past two centuries aside, the basic skeletal structure of the thing is the exact same. Mm, I agree. Okay. Agam, uh, give us some rundown of what began 200 years ago. And it appears at first glance that a base level not much has changed. So what, according to you, has changed, if all at all? Uh, I would like to call this more of an expansion than a change, I think. 
companies have always invented new techniques and uh, tactics of persuasion and customers have always caught up with and overtaken them. There are simply way too many ways and channels to do it now. Um, so consumers are always looking for the next best thing, which means speed is of the essence. And this is where digital marketing has been of a godsend. So in simple terms, uh, how would you describe digital marketing? Right, so uh, put it to put it simply, it is the promotion of products and services via the internet. But that only just scratches the surface. Yep, uh, so this came about for the first time in the early 90s, which immediately makes me think of those uh, poorly designed uh, graphic adverts, which were extremely innovative at the time, of, of course, but that stuff still makes me cringe a little when I think of them now. Uh, but the first uh, break of digital marketing was a clickable uh, banner adverts. Uh, which our parents taught us to avoid like a plague since it was uh, it very quickly became uh, associated with computer viruses uh, but the thing is it did uh, work for quite a while it was picked up by other websites as it was low cost tension grabbing and could uh, be shown to anybody on the planet so the favorable cost to benefit ratio of this form of marketing uh, became evident immediately and uh, furthermore search engines like Yahoo, Archie, Hotmail, whatever, Alex and Google uh, began popping up like You mentioned several names here of search engines but only very few of them are ones that may still ring a bell in the minds of the public. Why do you think that is? Right. Uh, okay, so Yahoo, Google, and Amazon are really the ones that uh, sort of became the pillars of the search engine industry. Uh, they were able to get millions of clicks in a year uh, because of how fast and easy to access they were. So, right. Uh, so, speed and accessibility equals jackpot, you mean? Yeah, precisely. I think it, it was around this time that the internet was dubbed the information superhighway. Um, people were spending more and more time online and the launch of social media sites like uh, MySpace and Facebook gave them the reason to remain online. Companies followed suit and began setting up a shop online too, right? Um, yeah, they took uh, their marketing from people's street straight into their homes. That's so. That's so correct. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what the pros and cons of these this kind of businesses? So, uh, as you know, we've already gone into the advantages of cost, uh, benefit to cost ratio of online ads, and since everybody had their cousins, uncles jump uh, onto the digital ads bandwagon, uh, customers began uh, choosing what to buy based on what they saw online rather than walking into shops and into their uh, into the persuasive arms of uh, sales shop. This is where uh, the tactic of online behavior advertising uh, came into play. Companies could now have spies that were given the uh, unassuming name of cookies and they tracked the online activities of cons uh, customers 
so things like their searches what news articles they read what they watch etc which helps companies sort of individual customers into demographics and predict what they'll do next and advertise them accordingly so uh, unlike ads produced on tv and in magazines these are designed to be looked at by individuals rather than large masses of people and as useful as the tech is for sellers i'm pretty sure it raises some very serious questions about privacy concerns for customers you know yeah it uh, surely does and while uh, companies do promise to keep uh, customers data protected it believes uh, I, I mean i believe that uh, marketing can and should be eth uh, done ethically and not uh, at the expense of private data infringement or anything yeah i completely agree um but uh, one advantage of digital marketing i would i would like to mention here um, and the overall digitization of buying and selling for consumers is that, that the feedback loop has gotten shorter. So um, if something works or doesn't work, or if they are facing problems, they can submit a review on social media or the company's website. This reciprocity isn't something that comes so easily in general, general marketing. Absolutely, you're correct. And uh, so, Businesses are able to see what's working and what isn't and act accordingly and build brand royalty within the existing uh, consumer base as well as drawing new consumers in. I see what you're saying. And uh, going slightly off the topic here, um, while Facebook still very much go to for digital marketing, digital marketers are favoring sites like Instagram, Twitter or um, TikTok more and more which are all platforms favored by the younger users. So Gen Z is now entering the workforce. So they are becoming financially independent. So I wouldn't be surprised if digital marketing shifts completely to these platforms in the next few years. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that is absolutely yeah. <laughs> So we have covered quite a lot about digital marketing itself, but uh, I guess the burning question that the listeners would rightly have right now. How does one break into this mad industry? And uh, what does it take to stay afloat? So digital marketing combines two fields that are extremely dynamic, moody, and creative. So you need to match the space, right? If you really want to pursue this field. And I think in my opinion, proactivity is key. Absolutely, Bumika. I completely agree with you. Um, the incredibly diverse and constantly changing nature of the field means that there is something in it for everyone. Um, from the creative to the corporate and specialization or additional intensive training or anything is necessary. I mean, the job itself is a constant, never-ending cycle of learning and training. Yes, and the growing instability of several fields would mean that if you're specialized in something and you've poured all your blood, sweat, and tears into it, and that industry suddenly isn't doing well, you will be up the creek without a pedal, and as sadly has been the case for many people in the several years, which is really unfortunate. That's true. The ever expanding and varied nature of this digital marketing sphere means 
that you can experiment and try out what works for you instead of having to resign yourself to one department. As long as you are growing and improving with the field, you, you will never not have something to do. Another thing I wanted to mention regarding the specialization point was that you'd uh, actually be a lot more valuable in the eyes of an employee these days if you have more uh, have a more varied skill set you know and the bit of knowledge you may need before you jump in can also come from uh, these short online courses on sites like Coursera and Google Skillshop uh, that are free or very low cost. Uh, whatever work you can do also enriches your personal uh, work portfolios and contributes uh, greatly to your uh, future job prospects. Mm, no, for sure. And I think uh, being surrounded by so many people with different skills and backgrounds uh, that uh, the talent sort of rubs off on you too. You get exposed to more problems and solutions and I think that automatically makes you so much aware and experienced. Right, and utilizing your varied skill sets, like you said, also gives um, employees a more holistic and well-rounded look at you as an employee. Yeah, and uh, speaking of employers, you don't even need one of those breathing down your legs all the time. You can actually choose to work uh, freelance and or uh, work remotely. Yeah, there is a lot of flexibility and pros to the field. And the average Indian digital marketer makes around three, four lakh rupees. And given the versatility and ever-growing nature of the field, as you both have explained, uh, there are multiple opportunities for, for promotions, pay raises, and such. And this wide base of opportunities exists, of course, because um, the field of digital marketing is more crowded than gyms on the 1st of January, right? And Pretty much every business and their neighbor's uncle is involved in digital marketing in some fashion or the other. Um, the competition also exceeds national borders in today's globalized world, which is really crazy to think about, right? Yeah, it's actually you against the whole world, quite literally. It is, and you need to be smart and agile enough about the marketing strategies that you implement and maintain the stamina and adaptability to learn. You actually learn every single day as you go forward with that. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, I agree with that. And this is where Mammonwit has a lot to offer. Mammonwit isn't just sitting here talking out of our rear ends here. Mammonwit takes initiative uh for innovate uh, innovative content advertising and technology very seriously the tactics and strategies are what led them to creating strong online platforms for successful global brands like canva creating a noticeable um first impression is very important when the marketing has such a short attention span and tapping into the right technology and psychology and using it to persuade buyers and their um buying habits is very helpful in the short time, I think. Yes, and Mavenbit has access to expertise in AI um, and data science to help them precisely uh, do this. They use data sources from many different channels to reach out to customers and help businesses build empires from scratch. 
right so uh one more thing i wanted to mention was that they uh they don't uh, just focus on uh customers when it comes to digital marketing they also focus on other stakeholders like investors retailers sales persons sales people and uh, so on in their quest for brand building they don't just push hordes of content in onto social media they also monitor analytics and interactions to see what is what is and isn't gaining traction uh they work with uh, you know multifaceted nature of the market and rather than uh, against it so true agam and that's how they stay at the top of the game well this is what we have for you today to recap we went into the history of marketing and found that the basics of marketing haven't changed much over 200 years uh we went into the nature of the di- digital marketing industry itself and it turns out that the strengths and pros of the industry can very easily become challenges if you aren't prepared so agam and bhumika we could not have reached these valuable uh, insights without the two of you I want to thank you for giving us your time today. I want to thank our listeners too for giving us their valuable time. Your attention really means a lot to us. Take care for now.